Upstate Medical University in Syracuse, New York, invites you to be the informed patient with the podcast that features experts from Central New York's only academic medical center. I'm your host, Amber Smith. Nutrition is important all the time, but it can be especially challenging for someone who's in cancer treatment. So today I'm talking with Katie Krofcheck. She's the Upstate Cancer Center's registered dietitian nutritionist, and she agreed to share a macaroni and cheese recipe that's easy to prepare and maybe a little more nutritious than you might expect. Welcome back to The Informed Patient, Ms. Krofcheck. Hi, Amber. Thanks for having me. Now, today I wanted you to talk to us about one of the most popular comfort foods, macaroni and cheese. It's something people may crave, and you have some ideas for how to make a version that's more nutritious than opening up a box, but it's still pretty easy to prepare. I know you need three pans, um, a pot for the pasta, a saucepan, and a saute pan or deep skillet, right? Yep, and then also a casserole dish to bake this in the oven. And a large bowl to mix everything. Yep, and during the recipe, I can kind of shed light into ways to maybe cut down on those dishes as an option. Perfect. Let's start with a shopping list. What are the items that people need to have ready? First ingredient is a half a pound of pasta. Preferably a whole wheat pasta is going to offer a little bit more fiber and texture to this dish. And you can use any shape. It can be um, the, the medium shells, a rotini, elbow, or ziti. The next ingredient is four tablespoons of butter, a quarter cup of flour, two cups of milk. Let me ask you about the milk. Does it need to be cow's milk or can it be an alternative? And does it matter the fat content? Does it need to be whole milk or low fat? No, this is a very forgiving recipe. You do not need to use cow's milk. You can use any milk of your liking. Um, could be almond or soy or any other lactose-free milk. Just make sure it's the unflavored. You don't want chocolate or vanilla in this dish, of course. All right. Um, but you do have some spices in there. Yes, you can use fresh or a dried grated nutmeg, half a teaspoon. Salt and pepper just to taste, roughly a half a teaspoon of each two teaspoons of grated Parmesan cheese, half a tablespoon of olive oil, half of a small cauliflower that should be chopped, one and a half cups of fresh spinach. Now, let me ask you on the spinach, baby spinach, regular, does it, does it matter? Any type of spinach will work here. You can even use a frozen spinach. All right. And if you use regular spinach, do you need to cut off the stems? Nope. Once those are sauteed, those get nice and soft along with the leaves. And then there's got to be cheese in here, right? Yep. Last but most important is half a cup of mozzarella cheese shredded. This is Upstate's The Informed Patient Podcast with your host, Amber Smith. I'm talking with Katie Krofcheck. She's the registered dietitian nutritionist who works at the Upstate Cancer Center, and she's walking us through preparation of macaroni and cheese. Listeners can find this recipe connected to this interview 
on our website at upstate.edu informed. So for the directions, the pasta is supposed to cook in boiling water until it's barely al dente, meaning that it still has a bit of a bite. Do you get the water boiling and then add the pasta, or can the pasta be in the pot as the water comes to a boil? get the water to a full boil before adding that pasta. And when we say al dente, that usually the package will give you an estimated time frame for what that would be. So it'd be at the lower end of that cooking time. And what about, I know some people like to put salt in their boiling water. Does that do anything or should you or should you not do that? Uh, you can add a little bit of salt here. There's room within the recipe to add a little bit later and that's just to taste oftentimes i don't add salt at this time i just cook the pasta within the water but i know that's a little bit um kind of procedure like for some families to add it to their pasta while it cooks or oil will the pasta get sticky if you don't put oil in it uh, not at this time once it when it's boiling you don't have to add oil all right while that's boiling, can you walk us through how to make the rest of the dish? Sure. And, and don't forget, we're going to preheat our oven to 350 at this time. Um, and then, so while that pasta is cooking, in our other skillet, you're going to warm up the skillet, heat the olive oil. You're going to add some chopped cauliflower and saute it until it's soft, which is going to take around 10 minutes. Um, just before that soft, and around that 10 minute mark, you wanna add the spinach to that same skillet with the cauliflower until it's wilted, which will happen pretty quickly within two to three minutes. And then at this time, if you want to season it with that salt and pepper, you can do so. So let me back up and ask you about the cauliflower, um, cutting it up, how small should the pieces be? This really be like bite-sized pieces. Okay. Do you melt this over medium or medium high? Where would you put the temperature? Medium heat to saute. Okay. So that takes care of the vegetables. Do you add anything more to this pan or? Nope. At this time, that's the only thing that will go in that pan. Okay. So that's the vegetables. What about the sauce? Now, the cheese sauce, again, I, I mentioned you can possibly cut down on a pot here. So at this time, your pasta is likely done cooking. So you can remove that from the pot, drain it in a colander, leave it in that colander, return that pot to the stove where we can make our cheese sauce, or also known as a roux. Okay. Let me ask you about the pasta one more. When you bring the pasta into the colander, does it need to be rinsed or cooled? No, it does not. You can just uh, drain and, and leave it there. Okay. All right. So tell me more about this roux. Okay, the roux or the cheese sauce. We're going to start with that saucepan. We're going to melt butter. And then we're going to add some flour. And using a whisk, we're going to stir it into the butter. For about one to two minutes until the mixture turns to a very light golden brown. Then we're going to whisk in the milk, any milk of your choice, a little bit at a time and the sauce will gradually start to thicken and keep whisking until that milk has been all incorporated. 
this is now over it's still that medium heat and then we're going to reduce the heat and allow it to just simmer a little bit you can stir throughout gently until that whole mixture is smooth and thick so I get a little scared with cooking with milk because it can burn pretty quickly on the stovetop, right? Yeah, so you do want to keep an eye on it, pay attention, and continue to kind of stir every minute or so throughout. And so it'll thicken naturally on its own? Yeah, thicken while stirring. Okay. When do you add the spices? Once that has thickened, you can add the nutmeg and the cheese. And just, as they say, fold in the cheese? Yep, continue to stir or fold in. Now, does it stay on the same heat temperature or do you move the pan off to the side? You can keep it on the heat as we add that cooked pasta from your colander. Add that to your roux or cheese sauce. And then also add in your vegetables, the cauliflower, spinach, and the rest of the cheese if needed. Stir that up, and then you're going to pour that whole mixture into your casserole dish. And then that is going to go into the oven to bake for 20 to 25 minutes or until that top is golden brown. So everything ultimately ends up in that one pan, and then you put it in the casserole dish. Yes, exactly. Well, what is the cauliflower and the spinach due to the taste of the cheesy mac and cheese flavor. What does it do to that? That's going to add a little bit of texture, a little bit of um, variety to what's coming in on that fork, which oftentimes patients are looking for something that just sounds a little bit different to them to uh, kind of spark their appetite. And again, it's adding a little bit extra fiber and a serving of vegetables for the day. Um, so you're getting that combination of not only your cheese and shells, but also that crunch from the cauliflower um, and spinach. And I know, you know, we put in a cup and a half of spinach seems like a huge amount, but it shrinks down considerably. So it is not going to overwhelm this casserole dish. It's still going to look like macaroni and cheese, right? Right. That raw spinach can be kind of a big volume, but that cooks down to be, you know, very nicely incorporated. Now, let me ask you on the casserole dish, does it need to be greased or olive oil before you put all of this in it? Yeah, that will help with the washing afterward to grease your casserole dish first before adding in that full mixture. And then... Do you need to cover it with foil while it's baking, or does it just go in the oven? You don't need to cover it with foil. If you do kind of notice while it's baking that it's turning too brown to your liking on the tops of that cheese, you can cover it. You, you shouldn't need to cover it. And how long does it bake for? For about 20 to 25 minutes. And again, just kind of watch that top. When it turns golden brown, that means it's good. You can remove it to, from the oven. So, what do you like about this recipe as a dietitian for someone who's in cancer treatment? I like that it adds, it kind of sneaks in that serving of vegetables. And again, it's something just a little bit different than your typical 
mac and cheese. It's a little bit more hearty where it it may give patients a little bit more stimulate your appetite as something different to try. How does it work in terms of leftovers? Because if you have this huge casserole pan, can you have it for dinner and then have some for lunch the next day or two? Absolutely. That's another good thing about this dish is you put in the work once, you bake it, but it can be utilized um, for leftovers the next day for lunch or dinner, just reheating in the microwave. Could it be prepped ahead of time or even baked ahead of time and then frozen so that you would have, you know, a casserole ready, you know, to thaw yes. and cook later? Yes, you can even take it step by step of doing some things ahead of time, such as boiling the pasta and then putting that in the refrigerator with a little bit of olive oil so it doesn't stick. And you can saute the vegetables first, or you can even, there's an option to use frozen vegetables instead of fresh, where that would take away some of that cooking time. You can also steam or microwave the cauliflower first. That will allow the saute time to be cut in half. And then, yeah, to freeze it, you can take them out, put the whole casserole in the freezer, or you can put it into individual portions and freeze it that way into Tupperware. And then you have it ready for, for when you need it. This has been very nice of you to walk us through how to put this macaroni and cheese together. And I appreciate you making time for that. I hope that patients will utilize this recipe and find it comforting. And it's, it's generally accepted by the whole family. So not only patients may be going through treatment, um, but you know, it is a good dish for everybody. My guest has been registered dietitian nutritionist Katie Krofcheck from the Upstate Cancer Center. The Informed Patient is a podcast covering health, science, and medicine brought to you by Upstate Medical University in Syracuse, New York, and produced by Jim Howe. Find our archive of previous episodes at upstate.edu informed. This is your host, Amber Smith, thanking you for listening.